0: Title of our lesson this morning. Far from the shallow, and I have just 1 John up there because we're going to take a look at verse 1 through 4, but we'll look at some other passages also, and I just want to uh, say thanks to Brian for that sort of lead-in this morning in class because he said, what do you think overall as you think uh, think about the letter of 1 John, and so actually this week as I was thinking about what to prepare for this week, I got to looking, we had, or I had, given like three lessons already and was looking on the website and then I got thinking. well, you know what? This is just kind of turning into a series. So if you've got a series of lessons on a particular book, you ought to have a lead-in to that. So this is the lead-in, even though we've already had like three lessons previously on that because as you think about First John and as you think about all the things that he talks about, And if you tried to give just sort of a summary statement, my summary statement would be this. John is trying to lead us from the shallow into the deep. And that's a deeper walk with Christ and with his Father and with one another. Because I oftentimes say, you know, we've got to keep the big picture in mind. And I oftentimes say, read big before you read small. And so as you take a look at First John, I believe what he is suggesting to us overall is, come away from the shallow, come on out in the deep water. You know, as we talked about those first couple of lessons, one of the lessons that I talked about was God is light. You remember we talked about that and how God, or God being light, that light reveals and God and light measures. Take whatever you're doing, whatever you believe, and compare it to the truth and kind of does it measure up. And so light reveals and light measures and light gives life. It gives energy, just like we think about with the sun. And then we also talked about That this is the life. And that sometimes we have a concept of what life should be and what it's all about. But once again, when you look at what he has revealed, then you come to understand what real life is. And John says this life was manifested. And then we also talked about love goes deeper than the world. So in the second chapter, John says love not the world, neither the things of the world because those things are passing away and so he wants us to go deeper and so if we're going to find joy real joy if we're going to find contentment if we're going to find significance then we've got to go deeper than what just the world offers so as I thought about the overall message of John John is constantly calling us to something deeper and so the title of this lesson, Far From the Shallow. And I'll just put that introduction slide up there. John is calling Christians to fellowship. We talked about that this morning, this sharing and this participating. And John calls Christians from the shallow. And God, John calls Christians to live deep. First thing we want to talk about, First John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, I'll read that. And this is a call, is what John is saying. He wants us to go deeper. Verse 2. John says this life was manifested to us. He says we saw it, we heard it, we touched it, we handled it. And that which we have seen and that what we are participating in, the apostles, is with the Father and the Son and we share this with you so that you can participate also. So John's saying... We want you to come join us. And I'll explain that just a little bit further in a few moments. But I want to give you this illustration, kind of as we start this morning. Summertime's coming, right? And oftentimes, little kids like to go to the swimming pool, do they not? And sometimes there may even be a kiddie pool over there that's not very deep. But there'll be a shallow end of the pool. And you may see these little kids out there kind of splashing around. They got water wings on or they got some kind of floating device or whatever it is. And pretty soon, those kids will say to their parents, to their mom, I want to go in the deep end. Don't they? <laughs> and they you like, go, no, you're not, you're not ready for that yet. <laughs> and so they're out there splashing around in the shallow but you say when you get a little older when you grow a little bit when you become a little more skilled then you can go into the deep water well it's kind of similar whenever you think about christians and their walk with jesus christ john is calling participate have fellowship in. Come walk with us, and our walk is with the Son and with His Father. John knows when we first enter, it's like that. We're kind of in that shallow water. I want to read to you from 1 Peter, the second chapter. Because Peter says something similar that kind of helps us understand a little bit more what John is saying here. 1 Peter, the second chapter in verses 2 through 5. Peter says, As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the Word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as a living stone. Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Watch it. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What Peter just said you come like babes in Christ desire the milk of the word that you can grow but does God want you to stay there that's not what he's got planned and then Peter goes on in verse 5 and says that you might offer up spiritual sacrifices it takes a little bit to get there a babe, and you need to grow but God wants you come deep I want you to come in the deep water with me but you got to become more knowledgeable you got to become more skilled you got to become more experienced but God wants you and he wants me He wants every Christian to experience all of that. And it comes with challenges and it requires learning and it requires growing and there's dangers in that deep water. But He wants us to know that He's with us. See, notice what John says in 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 12. He says, I write to you little children. Now, as John writes in this letter, he'll write to children, he'll write to fathers, he'll write to young men. And as we've talked about before, that's kind of stages and uh, development along the way, spiritual development. And sometimes he'll talk to those who are younger and he calls them children, but sometimes overall, as John is writing because he's older, he'll just refer to all of them as his children. But notice in chapter 2 and verse 12, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Now you know what John just said? I write to you, little children. Those babes in Christ that Peter is talking about. I write to you because your sins are forgiven. That's one of those very first experiences that you have as a child in God. Remember that? Do you remember the day... That your sins were washed away? Do you remember the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts the 8th chapter? When he and Philip went down into the water and they came up out of the way and the eunuch went on his way rejoicing. Was he fully grown and fully developed and mature as a Christian at that point? No. But he would experienced that, hadn't he? So John says, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven. And then he goes on in verse 13, I write to you fathers because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I can't help but believe that John had a little twinge in his heart. And a little gleam in his eye as he penned those words. Because John's older now. And he's experienced a lot in his walk with Jesus Christ and the Father and having fellowship with Him. And so now John writes, he says, I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who was from the beginning. You know what that's saying? You've lived that life. You've experienced that life. You've seen the joys. You've seen the challenges. And you have known Him from the beginning. So let me ask you this question. And I think that's what John would be asking them. In all that time that you've known Him, ups and downs, joys, pleasures challenges, heartache along the way. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Has God ever let you down? You ever talk to somebody that's been a Christian for 40, 50, 60 years? And they face various things in life. And then they tell you, you know, in all that time, God never let me down. That's what John's saying. I write to you fathers because you've known him from the beginning. There's those babes and they've experienced that forgiveness and they're starting. And then there's those fathers and they've seen a lot and they've experienced a lot. And they know the God from the beginning and they know the immutable character of God and that He is faithful. Now watch what he says next. But I write to you, young men, because you've overcome the wicked one. What's he saying? Here's a person who's a child of God, just a babe, and he knows forgiveness. Here's a person who's a father and he knows the faithfulness of God. And here's this person that's kind of in between and they are growing, they are maturing, they are exercising their discernment of good and evil. And in their life, they're overcoming some things. So let me ask you once again, have you been there? I have. <laughs> yeah, there's been things I've struggled with. Maybe you have to, But you know what? Through the faithfulness of God, you grow. And you start to win those battles. And you get a little stronger. And you're encouraged by it. So in those short couple of verses, John says there's babes, they know their forgiveness. There's those fathers. They've known him from the beginning. And there's those young men. That's that category. They're growing. They're gaining. They're getting stronger. So John says, we know him. We talked about this this morning also in class. And that word know there, is more than just head knowledge. Yeah, there's a God. There's, there's His Son. No, this is no. You're in a relationship with Him. You're walking with Him. You're growing. You're developing. You're experiencing this. And John says, that life was manifested. We saw it. We touched it. We heard Him. We experienced that. And we write to you so that you can have fellowship with us and that your joy may be made full. (laughs) And as I mentioned before, some translations say our joy. I think you could look at that either way. John is saying our joy is made full because we've experienced it and we want you to also. But he's also calling them. You can know this joy too. But you've got to walk the walk if you're going to know the joy. You're going to have to come a little deeper. That's what God's calling you to. That full experience of walking in the light with Him. So let me give you this other illustration. Question. anybody ever you've been talking to and for some reason for whatever reason they might say to you you're a Christian you go to church or they might reverse that you go to church you're a Christian and sometimes Christianity has just been summed up in its totality in that phrase you go to church That's all I want to know. And sometimes, young people, young Christians, I kind of had that concept early on myself. (laughs) Now that I'm a Christian, I go to church. (laughs) I thought, I'm done. You know, (laughs) I go to church. I've arrived. (laughs) And then sometimes older Christians, unfortunately, have the very same concept. Been going to church for 40 years. <laughs> Anything else? Nope, just go to church. <laughs> That's not the walk that John is talking about here. He's talking something a whole lot deeper. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> You'll have to chew on this a little bit. Religion alone will never bring you the kind of joy that John's talking about. Some people try to make it that way, but it won't get you there. Because John's talking about a relationship that leads you further and further into the light, further and further into love, and further and further into the life that he's talking about. Going to church important? Absolutely. That's part of Christianity. But it goes a whole lot deeper. So John is calling his readers from the shallow to something a whole lot deeper. I want you to think with me a moment from the book of Hebrews. (laughs) Before we even go there, I just want you to think about this. Let's take that statement that sometimes people make and they kind of sum up Christianity in by saying, you go to church? <laughs> and then that's the totality of it. Now I want you to keep that in mind. Take, take that concept and compare that to what's stated in Hebrews 11 chapter. And I'm just going to run a few examples by you. Some of the first ones, because we don't have time to cover all of them. But here's one of the very first ones that the Hebrew writer talks about. It's Abel. Remember Abel. Now, by faith, Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than who? His brother Cain. Now, was Abel by faith walking with God? Yeah, yeah, what? the Hebrew writer says by faith he offered did Abel worship yes he did did he receive any opposition to his faith yeah he did that was his brother Cain and in fact what did that lead him to his brother killed him because of his faith I haven't experienced that in my walk yet have you Here's the next one. Enoch. Remember Enoch? He walked with God. What happened to Enoch? God took him before he ever saw death. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Don't even see death. God just takes you. It's a good experience, isn't it? So you got Abel, then you got Enoch. then you got Noah, and Noah builds this ark, and he's a preacher of righteousness, and you don't build an ark overnight, and he preached for a long time. And out of all that preaching, you know how many people got on that ark? Eight. But Noah stuck with him. And that was his experience. Then there's Abraham. God calls him from his land, from his people. And it says that he went out not knowing where he was going. Abraham, I need you to come a little deeper with me. I need you to walk with me because i got a plan for you. Now just think about those briefly. Enoch's experience seems pretty good. Abel's? A little more tragic. Noah's, a little more challenging. Abraham, I'm going. And I'm not even quite sure where we're going. But I'm going with God. Here recently I was reading one of those little devotional things. There's people that are a whole lot better at writing these things than I am. (laughs) And this one writer says in their morning prayer, God, I don't know where you're going today, but I'm going with you. I thought, That's pretty good. That's essentially what Abraham's saying. Not we sure that where this is going, but God, I'm going with you. And if you go with him, you're in good hands. It's not to say that there won't be any challenges. No, there's going to be some experiences. And in fact, some of those experiences that are pleasant... Some of those experiences that are very challenging, those are things that are going to help you to grow. That's going to help you to know what it's like to walk with God from the shallow into the deep, where Peter talks about babes desiring the sincere milk of the Word, but coming to the point where they can offer spiritual sacrifices. Sacrifices. That's why the Hebrew writer says, at the beginning of verse 12, or chapter 12, Now that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us focus our eyes on Jesus and remember his walk and what he did. And let's follow him. So in John chapter 1, John says, we saw, we heard, we touched. And this is the life. And this life was manifested. And we have, we had fellowship with him. And now, we share this with you. So that you might participate in, share and have fellowship with us. Let me ask you, do you think John knew anything about going deep? (laughs) We've talked about this a little bit before, haven't we? As John pens this letter, he's probably in Ephesus. He's not from Ephesus, is he? Remember when he was on the shores of Galilee and he got called by Jesus that day and him and his brother? And now it's been almost 60 years since that call. And do you remember what happened about 45 years earlier to his brother, James? Because James and John both went. And they entered the shallow, but they were going to go deep. And James, he lost his life to Herod. Remember that? Because of his faith. And sometimes we look at John's letter and we say, well, the theme is fellowship, and that's true. But John writes about light, he writes about love, and he writes about the life. And that's the fellowship that we join in. And he calls us to. And he wants us to lead, to lead us deeper. And as we noticed this morning, a little bit in class and talking about life, but I'll just mention this before we pass on. John begins this letter with life. He ends this letter with life. And so he says, we saw it, we touched it, we heard it, we shared this with you. This life was manifested. And by the time he gets to chapter 5, he says, I write these things so that you know that you have eternal life. And in between, that's where he talks about the light, <laughs> and that's where he talks about love, and then he talks about life. They could share in that. Secondly, though, leaving the shallow. I think I jumped. No, I didn't. Leaving the shallow. In First John chapter 1, at verse 4, he's thing, he says, These things I write to you that your joy may be made full. So John, in spite of some of the things that he has experienced in his own life, he's saying, I'm still calling you to these things. I want you to experience these things. John had gone through, he had endured various things in his life. But yet he doesn't write to them and warn them, don't don't follow me, stay away. But he does just the opposite. He wants to encourage them to come and to join them. And to know God. And to know His Son. And to know that joy. But that real joy is experienced when people decide to leave the shallow and they want to go go deep. Now, I asked Brian this morning if he knew this song and he said he didn't that may be to his credit (laughs) but I'm sure a lot of people have heard of this song Shallow there's a movie and that's the theme song title song to that movie and that soundtrack I hesitate to mention the names of the people who sung it it, but it's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper remember that (laughs) That, that song really is talking about something very similar to what I'm talking about. Because it talks about, actually in that song, a relationship, and it talks about their careers. If you read those words, and you can see it. And it's a boy singing to a girl, and then a the girl singing to a boy. And so the boy sings, and I'm just, Brian asked me if I was going to sing this to you, and I said, no. (laughs) Here's the words, though, some of them, so that you get the gist. It starts off with, tell me, girl. Remember that? Do you need more? Is there something else that you're looking for? And then, in response, the girl sings to the boy. Aren't you you tired of trying to fill that void? Or do you need something more? The chorus. I'm off the deep end now. Watch as I dive in. We're far from the shallow. Now. We've already dove in. (laughs) We're far from the shallow now. When John writes, he's far from the shallow. There are some there that are just starting, there are some there that have experienced, there are some there that are in the midst of it. And John is saying, Keep coming. Deep is good. You know, I don't know of anyone, and I assume you don't either, that has ever said, you know, I just kind of want to be known as a shallow person. I don't want my life to count for all that much. (laughs) I just kind of want to make it through it and then that's it. No, we, we want deep, don't we? We want to enjoy. Have you ever stayed up late at night talking to a good friend and you have a deep conversation? You think, that's good. Do you have some relationships with someone, a good friend, that no matter how long it's been since the last time you saw them, when you get together, you sit down and you start talking, and it's like you've been together all along. This relationship runs deep. We want deep conversations. We want deep friendships. We want deep relationships. We want to do more than just think shallow. We want to have deep thoughts. As someone said, we even want our plants in our house to have deep roots. (laughs) Deep implies that there's substance there. There's something real there. There's something enduring there. As I was thinking about this, I just kind of thought tongue-in-cheek ladies have you ever said or have you ever heard a girl say uh, to a boy or about boys they are so shallow (laughs) ever heard that we want deep God wants us to be deep he wants us to have deep lives he wants us to have a deep experience with him If someone ever says about a person they're a shallow Christian, that is not a compliment. There was a survey that was done. And in this survey, they asked people in regards to their Christianity what they desired in their relationship with God, with other Christians, with their church. You know what one of the most popular answers was? I want to go deeper. That's what they said. And you know what I say to that? Welcome to First John. Because <laughs> that's what John's talking about. He's talking about going deeper. So I want to read to you from 1 John, the second chapter, verse 24 and verse 25. Because I think this is where we really get the gist of John's letter. In verse 24, he says, Therefore, let that abide in you which you also heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us. Eternal life. You know what John's saying? That which you heard from the beginning? Let that abide in you. Let that sink in. Let it go deep, what I've been telling you. And then you'll come to understand the promise that He has made to us. And that promise is eternal life. But this is how you get there. This is how you go deep. So in first one, when John says that they saw and that they heard and they touched, the language that is used there, it said it's in the perfect tense. And what that means is John is saying. That which we saw, that which we heard, that which we touched, which was a long time ago. That still has a profound effect on me to this very day. Have you ever heard someone say they experienced something in life? And then they say, you know, that moment changed me and it changed me forever. That's what John's saying. And John's saying, we want to share that with you so that you can have fellowship with us. One writer put it this way, the Christian community is the common living of people who have shared the experience of Jesus Christ. That deep relationship, that going deeper that people say they desire, that's found in fellowship with Jesus Christ and with His Father and with the apostles as we follow what they've revealed and with one another as we share and participate in that experience. But it's a whole lot more than just, I go to church. So, John calls to share this life. And John calls to leave the shallow. And John calls for us to live deep. One person said, Your greatest joy in Christianity is experiencing and exploring all that this life has for you in fellowship with God and His Son. And then, sharing that with others. That's living deep. That's what John's column is too. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to extend the invitation to anybody who's never rendered obedience under the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe did you just use a phrase to go along with this lesson. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe that He died for your sins? Do you believe that Jesus said, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved? If you believe that, if you understand all that, it's time to dive in. And if you're a child of God, if you've not been living as you should, then he's inviting you to come back and to enjoy that experience, that life with him. If we can help you in any way, you let us know while together we stand and while we sing.